You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates on the Pet Life Radio Network. This is the unique show where each episode is focused on an animal advocate whose work helps improve or save the lives of animals and makes our planet a better place. I'm Keith Sanderson, creator and host of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates and the sidekick of Max A. Pooch, the canine champion for animals and the environment. You know, one of the most subtle and heart-wrenching forms of animal abuse is what unfortunately happens to many senior dogs when they're left at shelters or turned loose or left behind or for no other reason than they are old. These discarded loyal companions are confused and frequently they soon meet a lonely and sad death at an animal shelter. Our guest today is Jennifer Kachnick. Jennifer is here to talk about senior dogs in need of help and what she is doing and we can do to help them. Jenny is president of the Gray Muzzle Organization, author of Your Dog's Golden Years, Manual for Senior Dog Care, including Natural Remedies and Complementary Action. Jennifer is also a contributor to Dog Blogs and is a president of Aurora Building Company, a Colorado-located commercial construction company. We will meet Jenny in a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, and our guest today is Jennifer Kachnick, who's president of the Gray Muzzle Organization. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, Jenny. Oh, hi, Keith. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I'm glad you were able to join us today because, you know, I read some of the stories about the senior dogs that the Gray Muzzle Organization has helped. And it's hard for me to believe people would treat dogs who have been loyal and faithful companions for so many years and treat them so shabbily. I'm thankful there's organizations such as yours that help. I was really moved by the vision statement of Gray Muzzles, which is, we envision a world where no old dog dies alone and afraid. And can you share with our audience what uh, your mission statement is? Yes. Well, the Gray Muzzle Organization, it's a 501c3. It's a nonprofit. We're all volunteers. We're based out of Raleigh, but we're all over um, the country. And what Gray Muzzle does is we improve the lives of at-risk senior dogs by providing funding and resources to animal shelters and rescue organizations and other nonprofit groups nationwide for these senior dog programs to help them get adopted. Well, that's really great. 
So you help people all across the country. Yeah, we've provided over just about a half a million dollars in grants since 2009. And we also give um, orthopedic dog beds. We've given over $35,000 in orthopedic dog beds to shelters around the country, again, for these senior dogs, because just laying on those cold cement floors, especially when, you know, you got a little arthritis or so forth, it's, you know, it's just really helpful because the shelters can't afford to buy those nice beds. Yeah, they're really a, an additional expense. And when I was at your website, as I said before, I, I was really touched by the stories of some of the dogs Gray Muzzle has helped. I was particularly struck by the story of a 12-year-old dachshund mix named Sugar Pie. Can you share her story with our audience? Yeah, we actually, our, our grantees provide us with a report at the end of their grant where they let us know the dogs that the money's helped and, and how they've helped. And we've skipped some of the, uh, the stories are just heartwarming. But Sugar Pie was a dash hound from uh, Central Texas. And uh, fortunately, one of our grantees was able to rescue her. She was discovered by a good Samaritan that alerted them that she and her little buddy were tied up or chained to a tree. The owners left them there. And her little buddy, you know, he got scared. There was a thunderstorm, and he ended up wrapping himself around the tree and strangling himself. And so she was just there with him. And so fortunately, again, somebody got them some help, and one of our grantees went out there and uh, saved her. And our grant helped with all her medical care. She had a lot of different issues, um, dental care for one. And so she was kind of brought back to health, and she got placed in in a foster family for, I think, five years where she lived a really good life. She lived to be 17, I think. Wow. So, yeah, sweet dog, but it's, it is sad what people do. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Now, as president of a, a commercial builder and everything else you do, how did you ever become involved with working on behalf of senior dogs? Yeah, I've always volunteered in animal welfare and at animal shelters my whole life, just fostering dogs and shelters. I volunteered for the canine companions for independence training dogs for a while. It's always just a huge part of my life and I've just had a soft spot for the oldies. They're just they have so much to give. And fortunately people are starting to see that now and things are turning. But I learned about the um Grey Muzzle organization and what they're doing and I thought I have to be involved with this. Uh I started a business years ago where I was providing more natural therapies for Older dogs that have arthritis, laser therapy and energy healing and massage and that kind of thing. And I learned there's so much available, different options out there for our pets as as they get older. Wow, wow. Now, again, I want to make sure our audience understands this. You're not a shelter for senior dogs, but you help them and you help shelters and rescue organizations. And can you explain to your audience, perhaps uh, there's some people who are volunteers or at such organizations, how they might be able to get help from uh, gray muzzles? Yeah, we're, we're not a shelter. Sometimes people get confused and what we do is, you know, we're providing funds and grants for these shelters so that they can either start these senior dog programs or, you know, continue the ones they have and, and um, just be more successful. So, you know, the different programs we have would be, you know, hospice. There's a lot of medical programs. There's a lot of popular seniors for senior programs now where they're matching senior people with senior dogs. There's programs where it's keeping pets with their owners. So, if, you know, if you can't afford the Rimadel or the medication, 
instead of turning the dog in, there's programs that can help pay for those meds and even help drive older people to the vet, that kind of thing. There's animals, you know, just as people sometimes can't afford the food for themselves. We've heard of the meal on wheels, but they also have the animals where they're bringing food, you know, to the dogs as well. And there's just a lot of cool new programs. There's one um, we just funded where there, there's a lot of homeless people out there, and a lot of those homeless people have homeless dogs. And so they go out there and make sure the dogs are getting what they need and that the homeless people are educated on how to care for them out there in that environment. And then, you know, a lot of, I've seen some programs too where, you know, you have abused women or, you know, domestic violence, and they have to go into a shelter and they can't take their animals, they can't take their pets. And so there's programs starting where they, they get those pets foster homes and then get them the medical care they need as well, you know. And so we're hopefully going to fund some of those for those senior dogs. But I love seeing all the innovative. There's so many different programs on how people, shelters and rescues and sanctuaries can uh, can help these senior dogs. You know, that's great. And I think what it proves is that even though we're organizations such as yours help the animal, you're also helping the human because so many times part of the story is a perhaps a senior who um, just doesn't have the money to keep their dog anymore through no fault of their own. They may have at one time, but maybe ill health or loss of a job or a higher cost or whatever have taken that dog away from them. And that could be really depressing. And it's uh, a well, way yeah, they, to... They have one of the highest suicide rates, the 65 and older. I mean, they're Sometimes the dog or, you know, their pet is all they have, and it just seems a shame for them to have to give it up, you know, because they can't afford the $20 for the meds or, or what have you. So there's, again, programs out there that are helping keeping these dogs with their owners and senior owners so that they're not just brought into a shelter. Now, when I was at your website doing research, I, I noticed a couple um, things. One was called Faithful Friends, and the other is Always in My Heart. Can you explain what those programs are? Yes, Faithful Friends is for our donors. So people that just want to donate a smaller amount on a monthly basis, they can sign up. You can donate either monthly or, or quarterly or even annually and um, just become regular donors to help us out. It's nice if you don't have a whole lot of money to give every month, but it adds up. It really does. Very helpful. And then people can also, they can make a tribute for their dog, make a, a donation or a dedication on a, maybe a dog that has passed, and we can put a little tribute for that picture of that dog or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they'd like to say about the dog. It's just kind of nice to sort of a wall of remembrance <laughs> on our website. And then, you know, people can also make donations as dedications for, you know, a friend or family who's lost a dog. But we've had people that make donations and dedicate them for birthdays and anniversaries. And we even have a wedding coming up where the couple is asking in lieu of gifts to give to the Grey Mother organization because they're just really passionate. They just lost a senior dog. So it's kind of like that nice gift for that somebody that has everything, too, or somebody who's, who's struggling a loss because it's, it's doing something nice in that dog's memory, helping another dog. Wow, that's really great. Now, you said uh, these are, uh, you can find more information on your website. Can you give us the uh, name of your website? Yeah, it's, it's gray, G-R-E-Y, muzzle.org. And we've got okay. tons of resources and information on that website. Okay. Okay, so www.greygraymuzzle.org. That's yep. 
that's uh, one to remember. Hey, we need to take a break for a word from our sponsors. When we return, we'll discuss ways you can help Gray Muzzle, other ways, uh, your book, and more. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. Our guest today is Jenny Kachnick, president of the Gray Muzzles Organization and author of the book, Your Dog's Golden Years. Jenny, how are some of the other ways our listeners can help senior dogs? Oh, well, well, adopting them. I mean, one of the things we're trying to do is just educate people on the benefits of these senior dogs. Oftentimes, they're a better fit for a family, even with kids, because, you know, the lower energy, they've been trained, and they're past the chewing phase. They do need some exercise, but they're not, you know, high energy. And the stories I hear people when they adopt a senior, it's almost like they're they're so much more appreciative. There's... There's that bond, and they don't all have, you know, significant medical issues. I mean, death is a part of life. It's going to happen to all of us, and things do, um, you know, eventually wear out. And so that's, you know, a majority of them do have some issues, but there's so many different um, options now to help with that, that, again, more natural and holistic as well as traditional, and that people can make that, you know, that time of life easier for your pet. There's a lot more lot more you can do out there. So, yeah, besides maybe thinking about adopting one, taking care of the one that you have, if you have one. You know, they do need a special diet. There's there's lots you can do with supplements and so forth that can keep them healthier and happier. And one of the things in the book is teaching people how to tell if a dog's in pain because they won't show their pain until they're in a lot of pain. <laughs> um, I understand that. Once they start that. limping and that kind of thing, it's, it's pretty significant. So just kind of getting educated with yourself about senior dogs and how their bodies are changing and because uh, they do communicate with us through their bodies. And then, yeah, just helping organizations like ours or other local shelters in their area that are out there, you know, trying to get these dogs cared for and, and adopted because I haven't heard anyone adopt a senior dog with a bad story. <laughs> It's, well, that's good to uh, hear. That's good to yeah. hear. I guess, you know, somebody who is listening can help by uh, helping a local shelter apply for a grant from you guys. Would that be one way? Yes, apply for a grant, but also we're about ready to give away a whole bunch of beds, orthopedic dog beds. And we need, you know, if anyone knows of any good, reputable shelters out there that could use, uh, we give two beds per shelter. 
and they can just go to our website, and there's a link there, and they just have a short application, and we'll be sending those out in the next month or two. So we do, we um, fortunately had a really successful fundraiser for our, that people really love to donate to that fund. And so now we have the money, but we just have to get some shelters to give the beds to. <laughs> well, that's great. Now, you mentioned your book, uh, Your Dog's Golden Years. Now, can you tell us a bit more about it? And, you know, it's a must-reading for somebody like me. My dog, what do you consider a senior dog? Max is just turned eight in uh, December. Would he be considered a senior yet? Well, it all depends on size. He's so a, the a black the dog, lab. The longer they live, the larger the dog, the shorter the lifespan. So, for instance, a chihuahua could easily live to be in the late teens, and so they're not going to be a senior you know, maybe till 12 or 13, whereas, you know, I have a St. Bernard, and their lifespan is, you know, to 8 or 9, and so he was a senior already, you know, at about 5. So it all has to do, um, they consider it the, the last 25% of a dog's normal lifespan, but it all has to do with the size of the dog. So it doesn't mean, a lot of people think when it starts getting gray hair on the muzzle, uh, no, my uh, golden started getting gray hair when he was two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the size of the dog has, a, has the shorter lifespan. So I, I look at what the lifespan would be for a typical lab and then uh, take 25% of that, and, and uh, that difference would be... Um, yeah, most labs are about, what, 70 to maybe 95 pounds, and so generally labs start turning seniors around seven. Oh, he's a senior already. Gee. I know. It happens fast. I know. Yeah. Boy. Boy. You know... Is your book just a general manual, or how's it organized? And can I find, if I see a symptom, can I look it up in your book, or is it just a, more a general reading? No, my book's really different because I, I was so passionate about getting this information out there, just basic, you know, senior dog care and options that are available for people that your veterinarian may or may not tell you about. But it has 20 authors, and so I found um, experts from around the country, and they each wrote a chapter based on their expertise. So there's chapters just on, you know, how to tell if your dog's in pain and some general information about how their body's changing. But also there's a chapter on, you know, hydrotherapy, essential oils, chiropractic care for dogs, acupuncture, canine massage, laser therapy is huge right now. So there's a lot of options, and each author wrote a chapter that just explains what the process or the therapy is, and then we each get tons of resources at the end of the chapter. So if it's something you're interested, you know, you can look into it further because these are complementary. You know, they, they can be done in conjunctions with um, traditional, you know, medicines, medications that your vet is giving you, but they really help with pain management, inflammation, and I've heard great things about acupuncture with dogs and, and pain relief. But the book also covers, you know, euthanasia. And there's vets now that come to your home that will do that euthanasia for you. That's all they do, actually. Um, quality of life, how do you know when it's time? You know, at the very end, they have a good day and bad day, and it's just so hard if you have to make that decision. And then there's also chapters and, and resources on grief, but not in a negative way. You know, it's so hard. We all carry that kind of guilt when a dog has died. It's like, you know, should we have done something? And so there's, again, tons of resources where people can go, not just books, but there's online help. And, and of course, all our authors are available. Our contact information is in there. But I try to get the very best of the people that do this particular 
you know, therapy or whatever their chapters on around the country to write because they do this every day. And so it's really good information, very easy to understand. And so you just get enough information, you can decide if it's something that uh, that you want to pursue. So it's just kind of a book to keep around. You read the chapters that you need <laughs> when you need them, but it's really helpful. So many people have told me how, how helpful it's been for them. Well, that sounds really great, and definitely put it on my uh, list. Hey, um, you know, we discussed Sweet Pea, the dachshund mix earlier in the show. Is there another story about a senior dog you'd like to share with us? Oh, man, there's, there, yeah, there's so many. Um, like I said, when we, we look forward to getting these reports because that's when we get to learn and about these dogs that our grants are helping and what our wonderful grantees are doing out there and um, there's a whole bunch on our website, but I, there's a couple. There's Claire, and she was this 14-year-old chihuahua, part of a Kentucky hoarder situation. Unfortunately, that happens out there, and, and somebody, you know, turned them in. There was like 22 dogs in, in two rooms just full of feces. And, uh. So fortunately, there's one of our grantees, the um, Blind Dog Rescue Alliance, was able to get in there and help her and get her the care she needs, you know, to get her adopted. I mean, she was one of the seniors in there. But, um, and then another, my one of my favorite stories is Hank. He was this beautiful little bulldog, and he was brought in by his owner to one of our grantees, and he just said, you know, euthanize him, kill him, you know. And this is such oh. a sweet dog. He spent his whole life chained up and neglected. And so the staff, the staff just couldn't do it. They, they put him in a foster home, and... They, you know, gave him some pain meds, and he just got to experience that love and compassion that he never had. And he only lived three weeks, you know, but at least he got to die with dignity. And, and that's another program that we fund it's, is they have a right. So, I mean, bless them for doing that. You know, you mentioned that there's vets who, who will come in and to your home and um, euthanize your animal, which seems stark. But, you know, in our case... I'm glad you shared that with me because Max, when we take him to the vet, he has to be put to sleep. I mean, he is so afraid. I mean, he just goes to panic. And I've always dreaded the thought of when that day comes having to take him there because he is just going to be wild with fear. And when I take him in, you know, for his examinations, I, you know, I can put up with that. But the thought of him being like that and that's the last I see him knowing that there's a way around that so he can pass with not only dignity, but not being afraid and uh, being with us. That's fantastic to hear. Yeah, it's traumatic. I've done it too. It's traumatic for the dog and to you. And, and there's actually a chapter where a vet wrote, this is all she does. And so she talks about her process. But it's much different when they come to your home. It's much slower. You can have a ceremony. You can have the kids there, the other dogs. He can be in his favorite bed. It can be, you know, what you want it to be, that what you need for closure, and yes, just very calming, and then they take care of whatever you want to happen afterwards, but it's a huge difference, and then you won't have that guilt afterward. Well, you might have some, but it's just, it's so much better for your closure, and she gives you a lot of ideas of, um, you know, because everybody needs something different, but it's... Yeah, it's a hundred times better, and there's vets that specialize in it. So they, you know, it sounds like a depressing job, but actually, it's it is a part of life. We're all going to die, and so to make it to where it's something you can look back at with some closure and and peace, and not feeling traumatized by the whole situation. So yeah, there's 
that's, that's all they do. That's all they do. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Jenny, this is a question I ask each of my guests. And that question is, with all of the human misery in the world, how can you justify devoting time, energy, and money and other resources to animals? Uh, well, you know, the, the need to help senior pets is so great right now. It has been. But it's like according to PetFinder.com, the typical dog spends about 12 weeks on their site before finding a home. But seniors remain on there for four times longer. And I've heard the same thing in shelters. They just sit in there longer and longer. And again, they can make such wonderful pets and can be, again, a better fit. If you think about it, some people don't want a 15, 20-year commitment. Maybe you're going to be retiring in five years and, you know, a dog three to five years is a better fit as well. Again, they're trained and they're not chewing and and all that kind of thing. And they are worth saving. And and even the hospice and the long-term grants providing, you know, this final home for dogs. And people can also foster. I mean, there some of our grantees are in need of people that just foster these older dogs. And so, again, if you don't want a long-term commitment, just, just giving these guys a wonderful, you know, loving home, whether it's a few weeks or a few months or a few years. But we need to be compassionate to all our animals in all stages of life. It's a responsibility to all of us. We can't just discard our elderly, you know, once they're not convenient, when in reality they have so much to teach us at that age. And so they deserve to live their final weeks and months and years, you know, in, in peace and security, just like we do. Just, so I think it is important. Do you think that what happens so many times with senior dogs is a reflection of the society's attitude towards senior citizens? Yeah, I know, and we definitely need to start showing respect, you know, yes, to our elderly just across the board, I know. And I do see that changing, at least with our animals and pets. People are actually going into shelters now asking for senior dogs, whereas, you know, 10 years ago that wouldn't have happened, and shelters would have been like, oh, it's older, it's got issues, you know, and they would put it down because they didn't think it was adoptable. But now people are seeing the benefits of them and um the respect they deserve, but yeah, it is a reflection, and it, it does need to change. So hopefully, if people can see it in their pets, and they'll see it in, in their themselves and their family members as well. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. But now, where can our audience learn more about uh, the gray muzzle? What's your website again? Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, www gray g r e y muzzle m u z z l e dot org. And we have tons of information, but lots of resources for people in regards to caring for your senior dog and the end-of-life stuff, euthanasia, all that sort of thing, where we can we have some resources and we can direct you to others. And where can I purchase your book, Your Dog's Golden Years? Uh, it's on Amazon.com, and I also have a book website. It's SeniorDogBooks.com. Okay, SeniorDogBook.com, right? Yeah, books. Book. Okay. Okay. Jenny, we've run out of time. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And again, as is true of so many of our guests, you're proof that animal advocates come from diverse business and social backgrounds. And thank you for sharing with us some of the very interesting and important information about senior dogs. And Max A. Pooch, who turned eight last month and has some gray on his muzzle, also thanks you and gives you five big tail-wagging wolves for sharing us the work you are doing to help his less fortunate senior canine brothers and sisters. I want to thank Mark Winter, executive producer and co-founder of Pet Life Radio, and the sponsors who make this program possible. 
Please join us for each and every episode of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates and be sure to tell your friends about us. Remember, until we meet again, when you do a good thing for animals, you help to make the world a better place. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.